Welcome to Scale School, my friends. I'm Dan Bolton, and my purpose here is simple. I wanna help you increase the scalability of your coaching or consulting business so as it gets bigger, life gets better. Here we will be talking everything from getting clients, keeping clients, teams, leadership, but most importantly, making scaling simple and fun again. Thanks so much for tuning in and I hope you get a ton out of today's episode. How are you feeling around your offer? I know we, we've been talking about the promise and mechanism and stuff like that. Like, how is that feeling overall? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good about it. I, I'm still, I've done a fair bit of work on dialing in on who's going to be that ideal client. And I've spent some time with Beck, but I'm really struggling to niche it down into a specific, like plumbers or something really specific like that. So I'm still a bit stuck on what to do there. When you say stuck, is it like a, is it a fear thing? Meaning like if I if I focus on this, I'm gonna lose sales. Is it a lack of clarity? Like what's the big key there? I think it's a understand that it's much better to be much clearer, mm -hmm. but confused on how to get much clearer. I, I don't feel compelled to any one niche enough to have that clarity. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of the best way to frame my follow-up question. I mean, in my from my perspective, I know this isn't helpful. Maybe we can jam on this on the call if you want to, but um, you will absolutely limit how easy acquisition is by not niching down. Like acquisition could be much easier if you're in a crowded room and there's a thousand people and you're looking for 10 rather than if you're a thousand people and you're looking for 500. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be that you are niching down in the sense that we work with plumbers and help them add 30K a month. But there does need to be a really specific clear set of problems and aspirations. And that typically shows up within niches. So the niche doesn't have to be plumbers, but I think it needs to be much narrower than small businesses the way that I think you have been targeting them, you know? What's the middle ground? How do well, I get to that next middle ground? Yeah, so firstly, it's, it is through iteration. It's not, it's not always as simple as you just sit down and you just come up with an idea. You iterate, right? Like a, like a helpful frame for yourself is to think about the next 90 days as like you're a scientist and you're coming up with hypothesis and then you're testing things and you're seeing what resonates and what works and what doesn't. So I, wouldn't, I, I don't know if the call has to end today with us being like, you were doing plumbers, but you wanna think about a specific like person problem promise mix that is going to speak to direct people. Like if you were to run a Facebook ad, who are you trying to attract out of the tens of thousands that your Facebook ad are gonna be shown to? And so if you just think about narrowing the scope, if you talk to humans, right, that's very broad. Like if you wanna make more money, well, that's like everybody. The next layer is like, entrepreneurs, but entrepreneurs can mean anything. You could be running an e-commerce store, you could be running a pet grooming store, you could be a solopreneur, a tax accountant. Um, the next iteration is service-based entrepreneurs, right? The next iteration is like people who are in the tax planning niche. And so all I'm really challenging you to do is to narrow the scope. It doesn't mean that you've got to go from where you are to niching down to a particular type of person overnight. But niching is so important because it's about attention, right? We're trying to get people's attention. And a great analogy is like the dog whistle, right? You're at a dog park, you hit a whistle, hit a whistle note. You're going to not get the humans, but you will get the dogs. And so your marketing needs to be like that dog whistle that you need to speak directly to the types of people you're trying to attract. The broader your audience, the weaker the whistle. So that's where content marketing becomes really hard because when you're creating content and you're speaking to a really wide range of people, it's so hard to create content that resonates because people are living life 
through a lens of searching for relevance. They're looking for relevant content. They're looking for things that are gonna solve their problems. They're looking for painkillers. They're looking for vitamins, things that will move them in the direction that they wanna go in. And so when you're stuck in a realm of, I work with small businesses, it's such a broad range of people that it's really hard to create resonance at the level you need to attract the clients you want. So what do you feel like the resistance is for you to niche down in the sense that, I know you work with a broad range of clients right now, and so I imagine there's a sense that if I niche down, then I I wouldn't have attracted Joan, Bob, Sarah, right? But is there a fear that you're going to make less money? Is there a fear that you're gonna work with people you don't wanna work with? Like what's the fear kind of driving the indecision to wanna to niche down in the first place? I think it's more around confusion in which one is the one. I, I've probably got a smuggler's board of 10 different clients and there's probably only a maximum of two, maybe three in any one niche. Yeah. Well, there's probably one with four, which is the plumbing area. And is there a commonality between them outside of industry? Um, well, they all want to grow their revenue. But what are the specific set of problems that they are kind of coming to you to solve? Is there commonalities there? Yeah, probably lead gen. Lead gen's the big one at the moment. And mm -hmm. I'm getting more traction on that. So I've been playing with lead gen for the last month. Cool. And I'm... And I've gone from getting no people raising their hand to like three, four, five, six, seven, eights. So not huge numbers, but a little bit more traction inside the network. Yeah. And what's the core uh, goal revenue wise that people seem to have? If you were to kind of distinguish a pattern, is it get to seven figures? Is it? Uh... So I've been specifically talking about adding an extra 50K per month. Cool. Okay. And so... And I'm liking that. And I, and I think it is that sweet spot of that 30 to 70K a month businesses. There's the others outside of it, but really talking to those people and their problems. And so 50K a month. And then when you think about, I think we talked about this in the last call, but just refresh my memory. It, are they mainly or only in the service industry? Yeah. Is that something that you've played with in your marketing so far that you help service-based entrepreneurs add 50K a month to their revenue? That's what I've been playing with, yeah. Cool. So service-based businesses add, generate 50K per month in profitable revenue I'm talking about. Cool. So I would just keep going down that rabbit hole of running with that messaging. You know, uh, I love that old well, saying. I'm really comfortable with that. Like, yeah. do you think I need to get even clearer on the service-based businesses piece? I think you you will benefit from, go, from going narrow over time for sure. And do you, you, so in the path of getting that, like I'm... I can, like, we've probably been talking about this for a month now. Yeah. And I think we've, I've done a lot of getting clearer and clearer and understanding pain points and all that sort of stuff. But I think that core message is still, like, the service-based business is still quite general. Mm -hmm. Should I go for, like, should I just say, okay, well, for 30 days, I'm just going to do plumbers? I don't necessarily think you need to do that if you're not comfortable with that. But but what I will say is that, like, over time, you're, you're looking to be a scientist to refine it beyond service-based. If you feel good enough about just going to plumbers, you can obviously you can obviously do that and try that. It's a, it's a distinct niche for sure, but you want to feel good about that move, right? I'm not asking you to niche against your will. I'm asking you to niche because it'll be best for your business over time, but you need to niche in a direction you're most excited about. And again, some of that comes down to the, the person, the type of business they run, and some of it comes down to a specific set of problems and, and uh, solutions and aspirations, right? But you wanna make sure that, again, if you think about the Facebook ads analogy, who the heck am I trying to get the attention of? And Facebook ads are a great filter for our ability to copyright to the right person. And oftentimes, people who are generic business coaches stick in the realm of networking, referrals, word of mouth, because they can't evolve into that marketing that 
attracts a certain type of person because they don't know who they're speaking to. So I, I've worked with a number of action coaches over the years, and that's a really common problem of generic business coaches is they get great results for clients. That's not really often the problem. It's that they have such a broad range of clients that they're scared to niche or they don't niche. So then they never really market to get clients. They It's just you're stuck in warm referrals for the rest of your life or or like outbound messages, you know? I think my, my block is that I'm... Like, to be honest, it'd be much easier for me if I could just choose a niche and then do that. Like, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with that. The problem I have is I look at them all and I go, there's not one of them that excites me more than any other. Yeah. And the excitement gets on the being on the person that I'm working with rather than the industry they're in. Yeah. And and that's where my hesitation and confusion comes in. Totally get it. Yeah, so I would just say that you should just run with a service-based angle for the next 30, 60 days. Focus on money and see where that takes you. Okay. You don't yeah. think I should just choose a niche in that 30 to 60 days? No, sorry. I think you will choose a niche over the next 30, 60 days. But I think it's more the fact that you're already narrowing the scope. So at least run with that and see how that goes. And you might find that for your money goals over the next 30, 60, 90 days, that your messaging hits your money goals. And it might not be the end result of where you're gonna be in 12 months messaging wise, but at least start moving in that direction. And as you move through it, you'll get clearer. You'll start to see data that maybe you didn't see previously because now you're looking at it through a different lens of how can I go narrower rather than wider, but don't necessarily feel like today you have to just choose a niche if there's not an obvious direction you wanna go in. And so how's the, how's the rest of business feeling? Obviously you mentioned you've been focusing more on sales and marketing and acquisition where are kind of the bottlenecks for you right now with that on my ability to manage the right conversations in a timely way and you mean literally in the in the dms or beyond yeah picking up the phone for some dms yeah how are you currently structuring that is that are there pockets of the day you're doing that is it kind of all over the place yeah i'm i'm looking at my week in advance and then putting time into those into where i into periods every day or a couple of times a week. Um, yeah. There's a book I'm gonna recommend that was really, really helpful for me. It was called, it's called Fanatical Prospecting. Have you heard of that? No. Just dropping that in the chat there. You can either buy the hard copy or the, or the audio book. But Fanatical Prospecting talks about this uh, idea that great salespeople are not born, they're built, right? And so it's less about people having inherent sales skills and more about great salespeople doing what great salespeople do. It's routines, it's habits, it's the it's the rituals that you you consistently do on a daily and weekly um, in a daily and weekly way. And in that book, he talks about the golden hour of every day setting aside one hour to focus on sales related activities, not sales calls, but but kind of uh, business development, right? And I think if you were to allocate a daily hour where the phone is off or you're using the phone to message, but but everything else is kind of blurred out, airplane mode type vibe, you would make so much progress just through that allocation of one hour a day. Now you might not have an hour a day, so take the principle and apply it to however it works best for you right now. 30 minutes a day, 45 minutes a day. But that idea that you're protecting time to build your business by focusing on pipeline, focusing on follow-up, messaging new leads, following up with old leads, etc. So I highly recommend doing that as well as reading the book because the book is a really, really great book. Fanatical Prospecting, I think the name is Jeb Blount. Um, and it's just a really, really cool reframe to be thinking about how you structure your sales, that it's less about talent, it's less about like inherent sales uh, abilities, and it's more about developing the routines and the rituals that great salespeople have to achieve amazing results. 
Yeah, time blocking is like so underrated. I know you're already doing it to a degree, but if you were to take that daily, say 30 minutes, 45 minutes, as part of the golden hour, whatever it is, you will experience so much momentum from that. And you can make it fun. Like for me, I don't like sitting at my desk and doing that. So I will go have a go to a cafe and get a coffee and sit on my phone. But for you, it might be perfect to your desk. Put some music on, whatever it might be. Just make it enjoyable. I remember Sam Ovens when he was first starting out, he uh, loved drinking coffee and hated making cold calls. And so what he would do is he would have to make X amount of cold calls per day in the morning to earn his morning coffee. So whatever you need to do to train yourself to focus in on this, just make it a priority because the more time you spend messaging prospects, the more money you'll make, right? Yeah, and it's that one input that I know that I need to dial in. And I, I have been improving, like probably this week, I probably set up three hours and probably did, or maybe I set up four or five hours and I did two or three hours. Yeah. So moving in the right direction, but just not not consistently nailing it. And I'm at that early stage as well, where it's it's there's time spent in gathering leads from all over the place back into one one area to manage and just getting back across old ones that have not been engaged and how to do that. So um, it's all moving forward, just a bit slowly. Yeah, cool. If it's a priority for you and it's also really hard, then just do it first thing in the morning. So it's the first thing you do before anything else. And then just create a, a workflow and a rhythm for you. So you're not opening your computer and going, okay, golden hour, what do I do? Just create a really simple rhythm of like, you know, you start hottest to coldest, right? So in the beginning, when we have no leads, we have to send cold messages often. And then over time, we have so many warm leads that we don't have to deal with cold leads as much or maybe at all. And so when you're opening your uh, your messenger or, or whatever you're messaging people through, you're starting hottest to coldest, right? To just keep it really simple, just to create a simple uh, rhythm and routine for you, right? So hottest is like conversations you're already in, people who have booked calls, people who uh, were mid-conversation that ghosted, follow those people up. People who haven't uh, spoken to in a few weeks, you can message them, you can send them a training, you can build rapport, reach out about something happening in their life. And then you can move coldest, right? People we haven't talked to in a really long time, people we've never talked to and so on and so forth. But the more of a rhythm and a routine you can make it and a, and a standard you can give yourself, like of let's say you're gonna send 10 outbound messages a day or something like that, it gives you something really concrete to work towards. So it's no longer about like, I'm doing follow-up quote unquote, it's like I'm doing my 10 messages for the day, my 20 messages for the day, and then you just go hottest to coldest to keep it really simple. Been a bit slack on and focusing it on. Um, yeah. So the other things are ident identified probably a week ago that we didn't track clients' numbers that well. Beck's been talking to me about it for ages, and I I just suddenly went, oh, we just need a dashboard that can get filled in. And so that was like last Tuesday, and I've now got the dashboard integrated into everyone's tracking documents with a Google form that's going to auto-populate it. And it's a visual thing with, with graphs and metrics and comparisons by month over the financial year and stuff. Looks fucking awesome and really awesome. pleased. And so that was probably a little bit of a distraction, but I think it was a good, I just feel really comf comfortable that I've now got the space to to do that and and turn it from an idea into an executed thing within 10 days. Yeah, amazing. Um, that sounds great. So, yeah. And I'm still, I, I try and have a week with no clients every second week. Mm -hmm. And there's, and I think I'm still in catch up from being away yep. where I had to shuffle clients and everything like that. So I get through that at the end of next week. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And um, we're back in school holidays as well, where I like to take time off with the kids and yep. and that. So we're going camping on the weekend for three, four days. But oh, lovely. Yeah. So it's good. Um, not not lighting any fires on sales and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. um, moving forward, getting clearer on uh, monthly recurring and when people drop off. So that's another one I've done. Oh, cool. Uh, 
I've got a graph that tracks where people drop off now so that I'm having the com we were a bit slack on some of the conversations and they were starting to take like they were starting to spill over beyond the end of the first four months and yep. take a month or so to get them in yeah um so we're, i'm now tracking that so yeah yeah that's great dude i think you're moving in the right direction i think this this book will be really helpful if you try and nail it out over the next couple of weeks and i was going to ask you have you been able to engage in the sales challenge at all i've done a little bit cool well there's a new crew kicking off next monday who didn't get a chance to do it this round that are going to do it together um highly recommend you jump into that there's it's just you know that daily accountability and really clear roadmap that will help you with the sales side i think that could be really beneficial for you yeah, cool. I mean, I've, I've integrated some things with it. The some of the offers out there. I've been putting in some upsells into clients as well for some profiling stuff that Beck's going to do. We've been selling some of those, which is good. But yeah, no, I might do that. That'll be good. So how do I do that? Just on school? Yeah, yeah. So we're just putting it in, in the curriculum area now. Like right now, it's just a bunch of posts. That's like day one through day 18 or day 19 i think we're up to but literally just go through and uh it'll be in the conversion section and um uh it'll be at the bottom sales challenge and you can just go through day one through uh 18 and i think there might might be an accountability group springing up there was a post yesterday or today uh that was about like hey wasn't able to do it this time around who's keen to join me next week and so you can just jump in with that crew yeah perfect who was who, who led that post uh madeline so yeah if you scroll in there um there's a lot of posts in there at the moment which is great um, but yeah, I'll, I'll tag you in it right now. Anything else that's top of mind that I can help with? Those would be obviously my biggest focuses for you is the sales challenge and fanatical prospecting with the golden hour. Yeah, and I think to be honest, I'm just getting stuck on this niche and it's probably holding me up rather than helping me go forward. Mm -hmm. So I think that, that clarity what you talked about will be good. Yeah, I agree. Be patient with yourself. Know, know when to be patient and know when to be hard on yourself. You know, and it sounds like moving to service-based, talking about a, a revenue goal, I think is really key. And um then just work with that and see see what comes up, see how it develops. I still think obviously you wanna to move towards something that's narrower, but that doesn't mean that has to be today. So just keep moving in that direction. There is a bit of me that says, fuck it, why don't I just do one of them for 30 days um, <laughs> and just see what happens. The only warning I'd have around that is it's hard to come back from I help plumbers to now I help everyone again. And so you, you wanna be pretty confident that's the direction you're gonna go in and commit to longer than 30 days, you know? You can privately talk talk like that, of course. Like you can, in, com in sales conversations, things like that, if you're talking to a plumber, right, you can be really direct. But I wouldn't jump into like, I'm helping plumbers for 30 days, all my clients, all my content's around helping plumbers, if you're not really set on that direction being long-term. Which is why I think giving yourself some breathing space to kind of go with the direction you currently have, I think will maybe give you the clarity and conviction you need to actually go narrower for longer. Yeah, and I can do a bit of targeting through LinkedIn and stuff just on plumbers and just see. Yeah, totally. Cool, man. Well, I'm cheering you on. Make sure to order that uh, book and then I've tagged you in that uh, post for the cohort that's going through next week for the ch sales challenge. Brilliant. Well, I'll we'll, we'll, Monday, but I'll start on Wednesday. Perfect. We'll talk soon, brother, and have an amazing camping truck. Yeah, likewise. Oh, well, you won't, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have a good weekend and week. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Cheers, mate. Talk soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Scale School. I hope you found something valuable in today's episode. If you haven't already subscribed, go ahead and do that so you can be notified every time we drop future episodes. And if you and I have not already connected, feel free to track me down on any one of the social media platforms. My big head and smiling face are no doubt gonna be there. And you can just search my name, Dan Bolton, and we can connect there. But thank you again for tuning in and I'll see you in a future episode.